What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration weekend interview series. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And today, the interview is going to be a little different because there was some technical difficulty with the recording and the way things were syncing up. And literally, I thought my head was going to explode as I was editing this and putting it together. And then I finally just stopped and said, Joe, you can make this work. So little bit different style of episode I'm going to break down the questions that I asked because most of my part from my recordings technical difficulties so I'm going to kind of give you a little introduction before each segment that we roll through but today I'm talking with Dr. Angel Toledo Lopez I met Angel in 2020 he started coming to my Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group. I know you all hear me talk about the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group. Angel is one of the amazing people that is usually in the Monday Night group. And this group started back in 2020 as a way for people to come together from all over the world to be in community, to meditate, to help support each other as we were all going through the madness that was right so angel started coming and really you know shining his light and it seemed like every month the group learned and this is what happened right every month we all learned a little bit more about everybody and a little bit more about everybody and a little bit more and a little more and over the past three years i've watched angel you know really grow and bloom and really own who he is and own his nests. Let me tell you a little about Angel. Angel started a company, a coaching consulting business called yourhalftime.com. And I'm just reading this directly from Angel's website with a background in political science, law, education, and executive leadership. Dr. Angel Toledo Lopez has led organizations and individuals to strive and grow. As a corporate executive, he has worked hands-on and spearheaded cultural and organizational transformations that have streamlined processes and led teams to achieve success. With Angel's coaching and mentoring, individuals have planned and put life-changing processes into action. They have solidified trust in themselves and achieved their personal and professional goals. Whether it is with individuals or organizations, Angel's goal is to help you use your halftime to grow beyond your past, plan your new, and achieve your goals using the proper metrics to measure success. Angel has a PhD in political science from Penn State University, a Juris Doctorate from University of Puerto Rico School of Law, a Master's in Education Curriculum, and instruction, bilingual education, and ELS, certified in executive leadership from Cornell University, certified in high-performance leadership from Cornell University, certified in alternative methods for dispute resolution, meditation, and certified Six Sigma. Angel is a gift for this group and I can't even begin to tell you how honored I am to have someone 
like this and everybody that is in the group is as amazing as this has this kind of background where we're all like oh wow this is a powerful group and through this conversation angel is going to share his stories about a journey that he took on self-discovery and we're going to roll right into this episode but really quick you know what i'm gonna say Angel and I are talking a lot about the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group. That group starts the first Monday in March. I would love for you to be part of it. Hit the link in the show notes. You can hit the link on my stand store. You can find the link on my website at inspirecreatemanifest.com. I highly recommend joining us. We get together every Monday night. It's $100 for the month. It really is very affordable and available for you. So join us and enjoy this episode. We're rolling right in to Angel, giving us a little backstory about himself, who he is, what he does. I'm a trained political scientist. That's what I studied. I went to school for that. Um, and uh, I really enjoy the science behind politics not the political mess, just the science behind politics. Um, so I went to, to school in Puerto Rico, where I am from, and uh, I did my graduate work, my master's and PhD at Penn State in Pennsylvania, where you're at. So to me, it's 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 a way of actually connecting with 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 you without ever knowing you. I mean, I had lived in Pennsylvania for years, um, and then I came back to Puerto Rico. And I did a couple of things afterwards. I, I went to law school and uh, while I was working, uh, I've always been an academic and, and have developed myself in academia. So yes, um, for the most part, I've worked in higher ed and I've I've done a lot of the lawyering work. So I've been a, a litigator in courts. I do a lot of family law. Um, I do some criminal law, DUIs, et cetera. So but please, no one get in trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not wanting to deal with this. Uh, so yeah, I did a lot of that, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, life takes you in the different directions that it wants to take you, and sometimes, and I think, well, now I know that we've talked about this. Um, sometimes we we plan for something and we think about something and we dream about something and we want it really really hard and then we wonder why is it not happening and it's not a problem of not manifesting adequately it's that that's not what the universe wanted for you and um it took me a while to understand that so yes i continued my career in academia and i was doing whatever i you know i needed to do it i was happy and and everything but I knew there was something else that I needed to add to that equation. Um, and uh, uh, I'm going to say around 2006, actually in 2006, yes, um, I came to a point in which I thought that, I mean, I had my PhD, I was working, I had finished law school, but I felt so in need of something else. And that something else came to me via someone who is immediately next to me 
which is my sister. She told me, you know, I started these meditation groups um, and I'm meditating at home. I mean, at her house, she was already married by then. I, I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm meditating at home with a group of people. Why don't you come? And of course, as usual, we start with the excuses. Oh, no, I can't because I'm doing that. Oh, no, I can't be involved. Blah, blah, blah. So I gave her all the possible excuses not to go. Until one day, I honestly felt so bad and empty and and having everything, I felt like nothing. And I felt like I wasn't moving in any direction. And um, instead of studying for the bar exam, I told her, you know what? I'm going to your house. Um, I, I know I won't lose anything. So I went there and I sat there and it was my very first time that I thought about meditating and I worked with something that included meditation. I had no idea what that was. And that truly changed my life, Joe. It, 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 it moved me in an entirely different direction. Um, I still, you know, was working as a, as a professor. I still um, worked uh, as a lawyer. So that part stayed the same. What changed was the way that I started looking at things and, and processing things and looking for things and understanding things. So, you know, time went by and uh, things just happened. And uh, all of a sudden we came to a huge pandemic. And uh, I'm moving forward years um, forward. So, yeah, and I was stuck at home. And like probably, I don't know, 80% of the population in the U.S. did. I went to TikTok, even though I, I, you know, I, I just decided not to ever touch that app. Um, I went there and I said, you know what? I'm sitting at home. I'm not doing anything other than working remotely. Um, so I just downloaded TikTok and I started scrolling. And again, I would say maybe... Almost 20 years ago, it was just for, for no reason, but there was actually a reason behind it. Um, so as I was scrolling through TikTok, I found Joe. And I didn't know Joe. I, I had no idea who he was, but um, you started talking about some things that resonated very directly with what I believed and how I see the world. And things made sense immediately from the very beginning, um, so I didn't, I didn't lose. I mean, I mean, I, I just didn't lose the opportunity. I I went straight to Instagram, which I did have, even though my account is is private. I I went there, and I looked you up, and I said, I just want to learn a little bit more about this. Reaffirming, it's been reassuring. It's a group of wonderful people that feel the same, and and we have the. You know, we have our own problems and we have our troubles, but we have a goal and it is not only to become a spiritual community, but also to grow within that spiritual community. So a little bit about where Angel is from, Angel's background, how he came in to be part of the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group. In this next clip, he is going to tell us about his adventure in Spain doing the way of St. Germain and how dropping the excuses and just doing it, saying, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. 
And Angel explains and goes through this beautiful story, this beautiful adventure that left me feeling very inspired and also saying, oh my God. After I started um, uh, the, the Monday manifestations, um, again, there is, I don't think this was random. I was sitting at my office. I had been already appointed chancellor. So I had already grown professional. I, you know, I'd done my, I, I, I had paid my dues already. I had done my, my job. I, I did, you know, I was professor for many years and then I was academic director and then I was vice chancellor. Then I was appointed chancellor. Um, so then this one day, this colleague of mine tells me, you know what? I think that I've never done this, but I think that you should because, because we shared ideas and thoughts. And he said, I think you should go to Spain and do the the, the way of, of St. James, the, the Camino de Santiago. Um, and of course I had heard many years um, before about this, but I, I, again, excuses. I had never found the time to do it because I, you know, I was always working. I have I always had something to do. But that year I said, you know what? I've put this off, this off for so many years that I'm going to look for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make this happen. And I took that seriously. Um, so I opened my calendar and uh, I found uh, a date. I took my vacation days and I said, I'm going to Spain. I bought the plane ticket. I didn't think about it. I was ready to go. So December 12th of 2021, in the middle of the pandemic, I flew to Spain. I was literally dropped in the middle of Madrid. And I took a train all the way to the coast of uh, France, where I was literally dropped again to start walking. Um, the, the way of St. James, or El Camino, as we call it in Spanish, El Camino de Santiago, is a, it's a journey. But it's a religious journey for some people. It's a spiritual journey for other people. And it's a touristic journey for, for other people. I don't identify as a religious person, but I do as a very spiritual person. So I decided that I was going to do the way of Santiago um, for spiritual reasons. Um, so, yes, it is walk it is walking. I mean... The, the, the way you literally start walking and you keep on walking and walking and walking and walking for roughly about 400 something miles. Um, it starts in the, in the, you know, the, the border between Spain and France, and it ends in the coast of Spain on the other side of the north of Spain. And yes, there are many, I mean, I'm sorry, many shorter uh, routes and, and you can, do whichever one you want, but that's the one I did. I did the long one, the the French way. Um, so the very first day, and I'll I promise I'll make this short. The very first day I started. Good, because I think this was. I mean, as much as I've gone through different spiritual transformations throughout my life without necessarily knowing that that's what's happening. I need to say that this was the single most transforming experience. And this is why I think I'm here right now. So I started walking. 
So I then asked Angel if he felt that he had such a spiritual experience on this journey because he actually set the intention to go on the journey. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it it's entirely tied to either implicit or explicit, but it was the intention. I mean, maybe it was like, quote unquote, on the back of my brain and I was thinking about it without realizing or I was actually realizing that that was the intention. I'm going to say that at the very beginning, maybe I wasn't sure why I was doing it. Maybe I wasn't sure that there was a spiritual intention. But I'm positive that I, as soon as I started walking, I realized that there was something higher to this. It wasn't just walking because, I mean, I'm going to be honest. No time in my entire life would I have ever thought to walk for 400 miles for no reason whatsoever. So they, I mean, no. So yes, there was something behind this, but there was a purpose behind this. And I know the universe wanted me to be on my own. So you see, most people do this walk in the summertime. Angel chose to do it in the wintertime, thinking that there would be less people. It turns out there were no people. It was just Angel. So that very first day, I do remember I was dropped in Madrid. A train took me, took me all the way north, and a taxi took me to the, to, to the starting point. It was, it was early in the evening, but it was pitch dark. I couldn't see anything. Um... The place was literally, it was just like there was no one. There was nothing open. There was a church. Tons and tons of snow. Um, and that was it. And, I, and this, because I mean, I might be, I don't know, Anglo looking, but this is a Caribbean body. And I, I love the, the warm weather. <laughs> I love the warm weather and uh, I, you know, being dropped in the middle of nowhere with nothing, no one around in the middle of winter, cold as hell, snow up, you know, up to my neck and nowhere to stay. Well, it was tough, but that's where the journey started. I actually walked around, found this place and I stayed there. So the next morning when I wake up, at least I could see where I was going and, and everything. I, I went to the office of, you know, where, where you actually get your credentials and you start walking. They gave me everything and they told me, well, you need to do this and yada, 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 walk down here, blah, blah, blah. Um, go on. And, you know, blessed. So I started walking and I started walking on my own. There was no one. There was literally no one. And after one hour of walking, I was literally, my mind was telling me about, you know, oh, this is so great. This is so wonderful. And you had what, what, what I call the monkey brain. To me, the monkey brain is all these bunch of thoughts just jumping in your head and, and you're convincing yourself that this is good and you're looking at the scenery and you're looking at, you know, whatever the people and, and, and you know, anything. You're just talking to yourself. Um, and then two hours went by and three hours and five hours and seven hours and I had not seen anyone and I still had about, three more miles of walking to go. And I realized that this wasn't what I 
what I negotiated with myself, there was nothing. There was no one. It was day and then dark. And <laughs> and I was carrying a backpack just to, to nowhere. And my mind was talking all these bunch of things. And, you know, so I got to where I was going to eat and sleep. And, and I said, well, okay. So the next day, my brain kind of fell in a in a reality mode or a reality check. And it was kind of like, well, you know, it's 30 days of this and you're on day two. So get ready. This is truly what it's going to be like. And I kept on walking and I saw no one and there was no one except for the normal, you know, everyday people going to work or, you know, what have you. But there were no... I mean, there was no one doing the way. I was on my own, literally walking. And let me say this, Joe, this is rural Spain. You will literally walk into plains and mountains where you will see nothing but grass for miles to one side and miles to the other. Picture yourself in the middle of that for just miles ahead and hours ahead. There was nothing. It was you, your backpack, and the way. Can you walk alone in winter? Angel was averaging about 20 miles, 17 to 20 miles a day on this journey. And in this next clip, he talks about the people of Spain and how they may have been feeling a little bad for him along the way. Well, I, I have to say that the people from Spain the, the ones who live there and actually they they are they're very welcoming of 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 all of us who walk the way they looked at me with some kind of you know that they felt bad for me and they said oh my god but you're you're doing the way and i said oh yeah but again very naive very oh sure yeah i'm doing the way i didn't know what was coming ahead but they knew what was coming ahead um and he said, and then, I mean, these people said, but, but why in the winter? Like, why are you so crazy? And I said, but why not? But of course, they, they were letting me know what was coming ahead. And I had no idea. But the second day, I realized that, yes, there was no one around. I had all these green pastures around, literally around me miles ahead, miles to the right, miles to the left, miles behind. There was nothing but me and the way and my backpack. And that was it. I had not, uh, I didn't bring any music because I didn't think that was necessary. I mean, I thought, well, you're walking, that's it. And you'll see people. There's at least a hundred thousand people who, who are going to do this, but no, there was nothing. There was no one. There was literally no one. So there was no one I could talk to. It was, it was weird because you know why, Joe? Because I don't think, I mean, I'm not ever scared of being on my own. I actually enjoy my solitude, but I don't think I was ready to be entirely on my own. Picture the whole thing of walking. You were expecting to find people that you would meet and, 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 and know and probably, you know, grab new friends for life who walked the way with you 
but there was zero people. Zero. Again, it was me and probably I wasn't ready to be on my own and to talk to myself. Agenda. And now think about this. There was studies done that shown that asked people if they would rather spend 15 minutes alone with themselves or be shocked electrically. Yeah, that's right. I would rather shock myself than be alone with myself for 15 minutes. Now you're in a different country, it's the middle of winter, and you're walking alone. So check out this study. It showed that 60% of men and 25% of women chose to inflict themselves with an electric shock rather than just sit there quietly and think. Wow. And now you're in the middle of winter, walking alone for a month. Because that, that's where, where things started getting weird, but interesting. The third day, my, and, and this is how I explain it to people, because literally after the third day, things just change. So first, second, and third day are usually what I tell people about. The rest, I think you should do it on your own because it's going to be your experience. I cannot even, I mean, I can explain every single day, but your experience is going to be entirely different from mine. The third day, literally my, 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 my head realized that this was it. I mean, it is for sure this. So there is it. Let me give it another day because maybe tomorrow I'll find the 100,000 people. No, no, no. My head said, yes. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to be slow and I'll walk fast and then I'll, I'll find them. But it, did, it didn't happen. It did not happen. It was cold. I had my backpack. I had no music. I had no nothing. I had no people. It was the way. Grass, mountains, and grass, front, back, side to side. It didn't matter. And I think that, well, no, I know that I can even tell you exactly where it was, but, you know, there was this one moment that I heard my head go, like, click. There was, like, this click. I had to stop, like, stop. Stop walking. I dropped my bag. It was this, I'm going to say it was this turning point because I figured by two days and a half after that I was on my own and this part of your of your mind that tries to control you I probably think it's the ego um and it tries to tell you what to do and what not to do and what to be scared of and what not to be scared of it just that part of my mind just figured I have absolutely nothing to do here. I have nothing to control here. He is going to walk for days without end. He doesn't need to think about what to wear, what to eat, where to sleep, because you don't think about those things. So for the first time in my life, Joe, that part of my brain just shut up. It was quiet for the very first time in my life, and I was scared. I wasn't scared, terror scared. 
I was scared because it was so new to me. It was so different. I had never, not even meditating. I mean, because when I meditate, of course, I try to empty my mind and and think about, you know, whatever it is that I that I need to to, you know, to to work with. But at that point, it was truly absolute silence with nothing around, no one around, but myself. And at that very moment, as soon as I'm gonna call her she, as soon as she disappeared and zipped her mouth, I started hearing my voice. Like I literally heard myself talk and I was not talking. And the things that me said to me were so strong. They weren't harsh, but they were hard. They were things that I don't think I had ever heard from anyone. And I had to stop because I had to cry. It was really difficult to hear that. And um, from then on, it wasn't that I decided. I just realized that that was what was going to happen for the remaining 27 days. I was not going to have a voice yeah, 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 yakking. I was going to be listening to my own voice talking about what truly is important. Um, and to, to kind of give you an idea, that voice started telling me about how my life has always been a hurry, how I don't, and literally this, this were its words. I, I don't give it a gender. It was a he or a she. Um, it just said something along the lines of, you never stop to smell the flowers. You never stop to, to see the things. You never, you never literally take a pause to, to breathe in the air and feel how it feels to breathe in the air because you're always looking at the end and not at the process. And I'm getting goosebumps right now all over my head and everywhere. Because that voice was so, so firm and assertive to a point that it might have sounded harsh, but it wasn't harsh. It was tender. It was loving, but it was very assertive and firm, and, and it was calling my attention. So there's that idea of acceptance and letting go. And when we get into that space of finally letting go and saying, all right, this is it this is what I'm going to do. We start actually being in the present moment and hearing that voice. And now Angel's going to share some of the realizations that happened from hearing that little voice inside. So I, I, I realized that throughout my life, I had done many, many things and I'm, I mean, I'm very proud of them. I'm not, not to say that I'm not, but I had overlooked something that was truly important. And I think that that was what took me to my sister's house in 2006, that very first time. It was precisely the being wanting to do things really quick and not stopping to smell the roses. Um, and that day, my journey started to learn that I needed to smell the roses, but I still had not learned it. And I think 
that I learned that this is a process and this is something that you have to go through. So when I hit the way of Santiago and I found myself on this third day and this voice just disappeared and shut its own self and this one finally was able to talk, I think it felt like when 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 you're not when you're in a meeting and you really want to you know want to burst in in and and talk about something but no one lets you speak and then they open your mic and they give you the chance that's how it felt it was kind of like now it's my chance and this other voice it's gone disappeared so i had 27 days of walking with that other voice and it was just wonderful and if I had to say something, I would honestly want everyone in the entire world to feel what I felt. I don't think that you need to go to Spain and do the way to feel this, but certainly it was my journey. And being there gave me that opportunity. From walking alone for 27 days, reflecting back into a beautiful plug, for the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind Group. Seriously, you should join us. It is an amazing group. When we were in Monday Manifestation meetings, we had talked about this, and we had talked about the need of, of, of um, you say, there's a, you know, and I actually use it. You say, um, is it get, out, get outside of your own heads or, or get out of your own way? Is what you say in Monday Man Yeah, it's usually one of those two. You know, you need to get yourself out of your own head or... or... But I had realized, I, I understood what you were saying. I just had not realized how to do it. And when I went and did that, I, for the first time in many years, find, uh, found myself out of my own way. Because I was literally... There wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't alternate angel sidestepping me or cutting me off. It was literally me on my own walking and not even thinking. I was talking to myself it was, because I wasn't thinking about the world and, and, you know, world peace. I was for the first time talking to myself and listening to what I've always wanted to tell me, but I didn't give me the chance. So if you had that opportunity, what would you say to yourself? And I'd like everyone to realize you can have that opportunity. You don't have to go on a walk for a month. You can take these little bits of time, three minutes a day, five minutes a day, whatever you can make that works for you and give yourself time to just be alone. So what would you say to yourself? This next clip is all about the journey and this idea that the way starts when you get home from the way. We realize the lessons we learn typically at the end of the adventure. But it's all the lessons that are learned throughout the process. The way actually starts when you get back from the way. And I didn't get that at the beginning. Basically, what they were saying is you will be physically walking 400 something miles and you'll be walking and you'll feel a transformation.
But as soon as you stop walking, you're done. You get to St. James. You get to the cathedral. You do everything that you need to do, yada, yada. You take your flight back home. That's when your transformation starts. And actually, it did start, Joe, because after that, um, after 24 or 5 years in academia and moving up the ranks and, and, and doing what I what I actually love because I do like academia. Um, I just submitted my letter of resignation because I, I, I knew that there was something beyond what I was doing that I actually needed to do. I don't think I had ever thought about this. I don't think that, um, I don't think that I, had I not gone to Santiago and 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 walked and gone through the experience, I would probably still be working the same job, doing exactly the same thing over and over again. And I don't think I would have been brave enough, uh, brave enough to just present my my letter of resignation and and go. So yeah, in March I got back in January. So in mid March, I. I just submitted my my letter and I told them, I'm not giving you a two weeks notice. I'm actually letting you know that I'm leaving. And I left. And they left that very day. All right. Are you feeling inspired yet? So the way starts when you get home. And once Angel got home, he literally rolled in and resigned. Oh, my goodness. Where are we going with this story? What happens next? That very same day I left, and um, I was so aware, thanks to the experience, thanks to our Mondays, I was so aware that feeling that space of gratitude and that space of abundance would take care of me. So I was very conscious, and I would repeat this to myself, because then again, I have learned to quiet that voice that tells you things that you shouldn't, that you don't need to hear. Um, I've learned to get out of my own way. So um, I, I was able to, to translate into practice what you had been talking to us about for, for many, you know, for, for many months and years, um, because it made sense. It, it, I mean, beyond knowing and understanding what you said, I was in a place where I could actually put it into practice and see the results. Again, I, I, I remember that I would even text you and ask you, Joe, what is that word that you always tell us that we need to do? And you said, inspired action. It made sense then. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And I wasn't scared about, I mean, I wasn't falling into a space of scarcity. I wasn't falling into a space of doubt. I was so conscious and aware and present that I was there because that was part of the plan. And as it was part of the plan, I should not be scared. I should actually be thankful that I was out of a job. And I was honestly thinking, how in the freaking world or when in the world would I have 
ever thank anyone for not having a job and and having all this, you know, uncertainty about where to go. No, I turned that into a positive and I said, oh, thank you, because this is part of the process. This is part of where I need to be. And I'm, I'm just moving and I'm moving forward. Where? I don't know. I'm just moving forward. I know there is something ahead. So in that process, yes, I had been applying for uh, the position of president of, of uh, a private university. And I do remember that one Monday that I got to the meeting and I told you guys, um, I I went to, to so-and-so and I actually withdrew from the competition. And it was at, this was at the very, very end. So I had gone through the different steps and I was in the final two. So actually final three. So in those final three, I went ahead and said, you know what? This is not what I want to do. This is a lot of the same that I had been doing for God knows how many years. This was my old me and my me after the way is just entirely different and doesn't want me to do this. So thank you, but no. And um, people said I was crazy. People said, what the heck are you doing? But I was so sure that there was something behind that craziness. Honestly, I would have I would have never done something like that. And if a couple of years ago, if anyone would have told me something like this, I would have said, you're crazy. I don't know what the heck you're doing. Why don't you just, you know, I don't know, go to the cuckoo hospital or whatever. Um, but I did it. And uh, I knew there was something else. And I, I was so focused on my halftime. Friends, I remember being in this particular Monday night group. And we all knew that Angel had been interviewing for this president position of the university. And then all of a sudden, he was like, oh, by the way, yeah, I, I took my name out. I, I said I didn't want to do it. And it was this, what? What? So inspiring, but also so like, wow, like here is somebody that is doing it, that is listening to that little voice inside that had this experience and realized there's something more. I might not know what it is, but I know I have to take this first step. All right, now let's get back into Angel, sharing more about what comes next. Which I called halftime because it was a, it was a small pause. Well, it was a month, but, you know. Um, and I learned that at some point in life, or at many different points in time. I mean, you it, it you don't need to have a single halftime. You can have many halftimes. Um, just make sure that they don't last a month and they're not in the middle of winter. But you know, you you're you'll have your your pause. You'll have a break to to think about you and what you want to do. You'll have a break to um, refocus. You know what, like. You think about you think about the football game or the or the soccer game, and there is a halftime and there is a reason for halftime. the The players meet with their coaches, and um, the the head coach will tell them, "This is how we did in the first half of the game. This is where you know where we need to improve. Let's move on." Or we're doing horrible. We just need to refocus and do this. So that's what you take your halftime for. 
And I decided to inspire other people through halftime and uh, understanding their halftime. And uh, even, even though I did, I think it's part of the calling and I think it's part of the process. Um, after six, seven months of, of working with halftime, um, I was literally called from the governor's office. I had no idea that this was going to happen. I had, I, I, it wasn't in my radar. It wasn't a plan. It was nothing. I, I, for real, I did nothing for this to happen. But I got a call from the governor's office and they said, we need you in the um, Department of Education. We need you to, um, we need you to be deputy secretary for academic affairs. We need someone there. We know you can do it. And I said, yes. Angel didn't know where he was going, what was happening, what he was creating. He knew he was leaving his job. He resigned. He started his own consulting coaching company, My Halftime, because we all need a halftime. As Angel was in his halftime, doing his walk, realizing what he wanted to do, started creating space in his life by leaving his job, starting his old own coaching company, his own consulting company, gets a call from the governor saying, hey, Angel, we need you for this position, deputy of education. That's amazing. And these things happen when we listen to our voice, when we follow these breadcrumbs, even when we don't know what it is that's happening, as if it is as if the universe is saying, just keep following along. You might think this is what you're actually doing, but this is just a step to get you down the path to where you need to be for this opportunity. And that's pretty much what happened with Angel. He kept following those breadcrumbs, just being open. And then he got this call. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. And I can see this is the difference. Right now, I can see, as you said a while ago, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. I can see how, through manifesting, I'm changing everything around me. And I'm still working on my halftime. So that's key right there. This idea that we're always growing, we're always blooming. Once we realize that we actually do have control, that we are actually manifesting our life, life gets to be really fun and exciting, but you're always going to be growing and blooming. You're always going to be finding your own little halftime. Maybe that's a day, maybe it's a weekend, maybe it is a journey for 30 days walking. But it's going to be different for everyone. But know that we're always going to keep growing and evolving and needing space to evaluate where we've been and where we're going. And when we keep listening, opportunities begin presenting themselves. Again, and I think that, well, I know that we talked about this in one of our uh, of our Monday meetings, um, you never know why. Oh, we were talking to one of our colleagues, one of our our our, our soul tribe members, 
and I know she was working with some of her life issues. And I do remember telling her, I'm talking from my own experience. I've gone through all these weird things and, you know, my life is spinning in, in, in circles. But this is something that I want to share with you. Please, please, please have in mind that you might want this so bad, but the universe wants something so bad that is so much better, but you can't see it now. Just let yourself go. And I do remember talking about um, how I was looking forward to, I mean, because it was literally the next step up. I mean, the next step up from being a chancellor is being president of a university. That's it. It's it's just how things work. Um, so I was moving to my next step up. And then all of a sudden I see myself saying, no, I'm actually not going that way, which is crazy. And, and kind of like, the, it seemed like the universe was closing that door on me. But the good thing was that as the door was closing, I was realizing, I was so aware that it wasn't closing. As it closed, the other one was opening. And I, I didn't see things like that before. I, I mean, before that, I would see doors closing as, well, doors are closing and oh, come on. But this time, the door was closing, and I was so thankful. Because as you say, no, nothing that your halftime, what I'm doing now, nothing of that would have happened. Um, had, As a matter of fact, the, the TV shows that I'm going on, the radio shows that I'm, you know, that have been invited, invited to, none of that would have happened had I pursued that and accepted it. Definitely not. So again, there's that reminder that none of that would have happened if he didn't take those steps. And looking all the way back, right, this all started from his sister bringing up meditation, Angel joining the Monday night group, a co-worker saying, hey, have you heard about this walk? Angel taking the walk, having all of these realizations, coming back, leaving his job, pursuing another job, starting a business, and then getting offered this new position. That's a lot in three years, a lot of amazing experiences. And it's so wonderful how Angel, you know, said, you know, he's appearing on all of these TV shows. And I joke around because Angel is in Puerto Rico. I'm in Pennsylvania. And I follow his Instagram page and I see all of these clips. I don't know what any of them are because they're all in Spanish. But it's like whenever anything is happening, Angel is on television talking about it. And it's really interesting to see this evolution of Angel that showed up on the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group in 2020 and the Angel that's here three years later three years we can look at as a really long time, but it's also a really short time in the grand scheme of things. So this is my last plug for the Manifestation Mastermind group. If you're not feeling inspired yet about what happens in this group and the evolution and the growth that happens, come hang out with us for the month of March. It's Pisces season. I'm a Pisces. It's going to be a great month. So come hang out. And then we're going to jump back in as we wind down. And, and I think that that was part of the part of the process and part of the transformation. I really, really love that. I, I mean, I enjoy 
every time they ask me to go. Um, and yes, it's usually um, something just happens, uh, something weird happens around the world and they want me there and I feel really good because I feel like I'm, you know, I'm contributing to the life of people. Um, and uh, through education, and I think it's my calling. I mean, now that you say it, you can connect these things and you can see how everything, I mean, you would not know how truly connected everything is until you sit down, take your break, take your halftime, and look, your life has always been connected. There has always been a purpose. Now sit sit here, look back from today, look I me, mean, literally look at today, back, and connect the puzzle pieces, and you'll see that everything has been connected. There was a reason for this. There, there's, there's, as a matter of fact, at some point I, I came to, you know, I, I just looked at myself and I said, I understand now why when I was at the university, they were asking me to do this and this and that, that I didn't want to do, but that I forced myself to do. I mean, I was kind of like, ah, come on. But then when I came here, I said, that was reason because I need this now. I didn't need it then, but it was a tool that I needed to carry and bring to the now. Um, so I, I, I've, I've actually looked at the world in a different way. Uh, not to say that I've learned everything, not to say that, that you know, I, I, I have it all under control. I don't have anything under control, actually, um, because I, I have actually learned through our Monday meetings and through my experience that you know, you just need to let go and, and, and it even seems like quote unquote, go with the flow, but it's, it's a, it's a well thought out flow. It's a flow with a purpose. Let's call it that. There is a lesson to be learned. And, uh, I mean, for, of course for me, but it's a lesson that I want to share with everyone. And, uh, let's not put, you know what, like, like usually you want your your gift to be wrapped in a special way and you already have your expectations of how your gift looks like and what the ribbon is going to be and what color it's going to be. I like how you say, follow the breadcrumbs and, you know, just, just grab whatever it is. It might look different. Yes. And I think that's, that's my experience right now. What I am doing is completely different. No, I had not seen myself here. No, it wasn't what I planned for me. It is entirely, it looks entirely different, but it is exactly connected with what I think is what I came here to do. And um, the, the breadcrumbs I also like because it's not just one thing. It's not just your job. It's your job and your contacts and the people you speak to and um, having them call you to, to go for a, you know, a TV interview or a radio interview. It's all these small little things that when you put them together, they make sense in a bigger picture. And, um, and that's what I think that is important. And that's what I think halftime is for. When, when, when I think of, of your halftime, I think of my experience and wanting other people to have that experience other people to to feel that they can actually slow down. I mean, bringing yourself up to, to a thousand 
revolutions in a second is just too much. It won't let you think. It won't let you plan. It won't let you reflect on what you think. I mean, it actually, you know what? It would not let you realize the good and the bad. Because we usually think of, oh, how bad it's going, or, oh, this is so terrible. I'm not saying that we shouldn't take other people's feelings or other people's um, evaluation of things into account. What I'm saying is it's fine to look at the bad, but can you find all the good things that happened throughout that? We make time for what we want to do. We will always find the time to eat that ice cream or fight with someone or sit back and watch television. So if you are able to make time for those things, you're, you're able to make time for yourself and, and be by yourself and talk to yourself. So don't anyone, I mean, give me the, the bull crap that, oh, I don't have 30 days to take off. I don't need 30 days. You just need to make the time to, to, to do this because it's good for you because you need it because it's truly, truly life-changing. I'm looking forward. I mean, I've always been a very optimistic and positive person, but now I'm looking forward to the rest of my life after this process. I know that everything is so, so wonderful and so fulfilling, and I need to be so thankful for everything, everything right now. I mean, Let's be honest. Right now, the 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 job that I'm doing is 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 I, I don't know how you call these, but it's one of these positions that once the you know once after elections you don't know where you go. So um, I'm I'm not thinking about that. You know, I'm I'm thinking about what I'm doing now, and I know for a fact that in 2024, after elections, the universe has already planned exactly what will happen to me, what I'll be doing, and it will be productive for me and for a lot of people. So I don't care. As a matter of fact, I don't waste my time. I did, but not anymore. I don't waste my time thinking about that because it's already planned for me. So why, why waste my time thinking about it? Put a bow on this beautiful episode. Thank you all. For being here i hope you feel inspired to find your halftime to take a moment to take a pause to go for a walk maybe that walk is 30 days maybe it's around the block whatever it may be give yourself that space and time and you know where to find us monday nights every monday night in zoom from 7 to 8 p.m the new group starts the first monday in march the link to register is in the show notes the link is also in my profile on all of my social media accounts. It's also on the website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. Thank you all so much for being here. Please like, subscribe, share this episode with your friends, and go check out Angel. All of his links are in the show notes. Subscribe to his blog and get an inspiring email once a week. Yep, because you can make that happen. Thanks for being here. I will see you all tomorrow morning. I loved it. I really, really, actually, this was the perfect ending to a great conversation.